and welcome back to another episode of That Chica's Tea with your host Sonia and Danny. It's episode two. We are still figuring music out and we actually got on a hosting site so we are now on Anchor and hopefully by tomorrow night, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, by Thursday night we will be on Spotify, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, we're excited for this. We're taking we're it day excited. by day to perfect it, so. Yes. <laughs> so, how's your week been so far? It's been pretty good. Lots of hustle, but a good week. I liked it. What about you? Um, it's been good, actually. I don't know why I feel like it's been such a long week. I just got back from you vacation. Were on vacation. <laughs> I think that's like my go-to response now whenever anybody asks me how my week is going. I'm just like, you know, it's been a week. But like, that's what I think. <laughs> I forgot that I literally just got back from vacation yesterday. You deserved it. I did. It was so much fun, actually. Um, the first couple of days, I was kind of like not into it because it was super cold and free. So I went to the beach, and it was so windy the first couple of days and I was definitely not into it and also I hurt myself I don't know if I told you I have like no, a muscle didn't. strain on one of my on my right leg and so I couldn't dance or do anything I had to sit down while everybody else was up and going so I was oh. the first couple of days I was kind of like oh my gosh I why did I come if I can't even dance but um afterwards it got fun it got funner I got over it being self-victimizing myself (laughs) (laughs) okay it was healing and you still had fun yes it was and I feel better hopefully I can get back to dance in a couple weeks in a couple next week I'm hoping wait what happened you didn't tell me this at all (laughs) so (laughs) so what happened was Mm. (laughs) (laughs) so like I hurt myself going to dance practice and then WAP was out. <laughs> okay. All right, I get it now. <laughs> and I was really trying to do the dance, and um, was I it did the last it. Part? It was the split. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, I had already hurt myself, and I think I made it worse by going for the dance full out. But I had to get it. I had to get that bucket in a mop. <laughs> and then the last part you gotta do this macaroni in a pot and land it and yeah. and that's how that's how I strain my muscles <laughs> it'd be dangerous that's a good way to go out it is dangerous a bunch of pe- people are going to the hospital yeah, <laughs> luckily I didn't hurt my foot or anything but um it has put me out for a couple weeks <laughs> send me out coach <laughs> it's okay. I'm recovering. I'm recovering. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so hear that, everybody. Be careful with that dance. <laughs> yeah, it looks great, but caution. Stretch before going for it. <laughs> do some warm ups. <laughs> but if you do it, your man will really like it. So they appreciate it. If you it. have a man, if you have a girl, whatever, go for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's my week. <laughs> that's my weekend. And then today I worked. So maybe that's why I feel like I've had a long week. 
It's been a long day. It's been a long day. <laughs> okay. So, what were your two brags and a bag? For Since you started week. going to two. For this week so far. Okay. My two brags. Number one is that I have been putting off uh, updating my resume for a couple of months. And I did it this weekend. So, snap, snap, snap. Because I am getting, I got my resume together. I'm having my friend review it right now. But um, I'm excited because I'll start applying to different positions and see. And it's also like allowing me to see what skills I've actually gained over the couple of, last couple of years. Um, and also trying to remember everything I've done, like where I've worked and everything. But um, I... I'm really happy that I got that out of the way. And then my second brag. Hmm. Oh, so at the beach trip. So I went on a beach trip with my dance team. I'm on a salsa dance team. Um, right now we're not doing as much dancing. And we all got tested for COVID before we left. Just first. being safe, everyone. COVID's not over. Um, so for the dance team... We had, like, the last night, everybody just sat around the table, and then we did kind of like a hot seat, it was called, and so one person picked a question, and everybody in the t- around the table had to, to answer the question, and there it got pretty deep and, like, pretty vulnerable, and I learned so much about everybody, and I just love genuine conversations like that, so it made, really made me feel... Um, a lot closer to the team because previously I, I like felt like I, I was close to them but I just didn't feel you know like emotionally yeah maybe recently. like emotionally attached or mm-hmm. um yeah like I just didn't feel very yeah like that like emotionally attached and now I just feel like I know more more about them and I'm just like you know guys we are like we're buddies now like <laughs> I can come to you guys for, um, which we were before. It just felt, it just felt very, a lot more professional, I guess. And now it's just like, wow. (laughs) And these people are so deep and they're so smart and I love having them because they're, most of them are, all of them are older than me and I just love having them and like looking up to them and seeing, um, how they're doing in their lives and how they navigate their life. So it's cool. It's a good group because then it can help you, like advice or seeing what you want to do for things too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like definitely, and yeah, it's just it's a nice little resource to have, um, with this whole like figuring out like adulting and everything. So, mm-hmm. my bra, my bag. What is my bag? Okay, so my bag is like a twofold bag. I scheduled my. I like over scheduled myself for the next three days at work um so basically you we have to work 45 hour weeks and I took paid time off for 16 of those and I just subtracted it and then I didn't realize I had scheduled myself for I think it's how many hours have I scheduled myself I think it's like 29 hours but that means I have to work 10 hours each day in order to get to those yeah (laughs) so that's my bag and my bag (laughs) (sighs) yes I have to do that but it'll it'll be fine I'll get it over with tomorrow's Thursday and then it's Friday and then we're done um (laughs) and then 
But like the also kind of baggy part about that is that I have to um, get in all this work now done within 10 hours, like 10 hours each day and also deal with the characters <laughs> that, are, <laughs> that are on my team. Ugh, yeah, that's my bag. I'll get better though. It'll be okay. It's my one year. Today's my what marks my one year at the firm. So one year on the resume now. Now we're ready to the progress. Do big things. Yes, big girl moves. <laughs> yeah, those are my things. What are your? What's your? two brags in a bag for this week okay um one of my brags oh so I moved up so I got a full-time position for my work snap 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 (laughs) so that was super exciting because I really do love what I'm doing Mm -hmm. so it took some planning and everything and my mom's really good at helping me with that stuff which I love and so it was just a very stressful to get everything together. But now we're here. And so they treated me tonight, had some good food and some yes. good sleep tonight for all that. Yes. Got our so big girl job. Yes. And then, oh, and then another brag. I guess this one goes with this. So because of all of that, so my boyfriend planned a cute date on Friday. We're going to have probably just like a takeout dinner. And then after that, we're going to a drive-in. And I love drive-ins. Wait, yeah. are you guys going to the one that's like at RFK Stadium? I don't know. He hasn't told me the location, but he says that they're playing Fast and the Furious. Like oh, the first that's one. that's cute. I'm excited. I've never watched that movie, but that's cute. You haven't? Oh my, we just need a movie day. <laughs> you haven't seen Inception or <laughs> So, I've, like, okay. literally watched every single movie people shouldn't watch, but, like, I don't want, like, the people, the, what is it called, the mainstream movies. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Yeah, you need a movie day. We'll plan a whole movie day, popcorn and all, and <laughs> play all the classics. Alright, get some coffee, because <laughs> I will fall asleep. Oh, you fall asleep. I forgot you fall asleep during movies. There's been so many times we try to watch something and she would knock, and half the time she would suggest to watch it. <laughs> like, excuse me. It's okay. Not... <laughs> I'm just tired. It's because the lights go off. And there's <laughs> like... always like a comfortable pillow. So, like, one time one of our friends had like this husband pillow, and it was just, do you remember it? I do remember that. And, like, she let me use that while watching the movie, and it was just so warm and snuggly, and I was like, mm, next time. <laughs> you fell asleep, like, so quick. I don't even know what we were watching. I couldn't tell you. But you fell asleep. <laughs> but I fell asleep. And it's not that I don't like the movies or that I find them boring. It's just that, like, I get so comfy, and I'm like, ooh, next time. <laughs> okay, well, we'll watch it with, like, no, it's not going to be cozy. It'll just be, like, a good setting <laughs> to watch a movie in. But it's so fall sleepy. now. Now I need a little, like, fleece blanket, a little comfy a little sweater. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. True, true. Okay, we'll figure it out. We'll put some, like, caffeine in your drink. That's what I did when I go went to go watch the Selena um, thing at the drive-in. I, had, I went and stopped oh, by yeah. McDonald's. McDonald's sponsor me because I buy you guys 
fire <laughs> mocha frappes all the time without whipped oh cream God. and with no chocolate drizzle because we're being healthy. The bullet. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> all right, then. I always come up and like, hello, can I get a mocha frappe with no whipped cream and no chocolate drizzle? And they probably think I'm the most annoying person. They probably think you're so extra. What but it's for your health. <laughs> it is for my health. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna have a McDonald's, I'm gonna make it healthy. That's true. Their, best, their smoothies are pretty good too. They are. Okay, mm-hmm. what's your bag? My bag. Oh, I think my bag is. I really have to clean my room, and I haven't scheduled time to do it. And then my sister gave me attitude about it, cause I don't know what me and my sister getting right now fight sometimes you know sisters so I don't know what happened we were having a good like it was a nice dinner and then all of a sudden I was like saying that she took my clothes or something and I should not be talking because I take her clothes all the time (laughs) but I said something about it and then she said oh you don't know where your clothes are your room's messy and I was like oh I'm trying to make sure the rest of the house isn't so relax and yeah it just oh so Ooh, I know it was the too tea much. The tea is hot. <laughs> yep, it was piping. It was too much. So my dad told us to calm down, and I just need to schedule time. <laughs> Wait, but like she said this during your celebratory dinner. Yes, my fr- I didn't even take a bite yet. Like we just prayed. I feel like you like after me. that you need like you know how in like the re- reality TV shows they have like the sit down show and you just be like I can't believe. She just said that to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, when you're sitting on the couch, like, the office or a modern family. Yeah, I, like, looked at, like, a pretend camera. Like, excuse me. <laughs> the third wall camera. Like, what is it? Fourth wall camera? The fourth wall. Audacity. <laughs> How could she be on my own dinner? <laughs> Throw me under the bus like that. I know. Yeah. My dad didn't. I thought my dad was going to like chime in and say hey like it's her dinner but he was just like okay can you both calm down like we don't need this i was like wow all right then thanks for the support dad how it is <laughs> my room is an absolute mess right now too and like i really want to clean it but yesterday i came home and i started working on my resume because i was like i need to get this thing out and so i have all my laundry folded on my bed but it's a mess and mm-hmm. it's you're you're right. I have to schedule time in to clean it too, cause mm-hmm. it's not oh looking gosh, very pretty. Have, it what's it called? There's this one show on Netflix that got me inspired to like organize and clean my room. The one with it's all the colors. The, yeah, it's the home edit. Have okay, you seen it? I didn't watch it, but like I saw it, and I was like, I need to sit down and just schedule time to watch this. It's honestly the best. The color coordination. Oh my god. Wait, so do like they art. organize everything by color? They do, but it's, everything has a function. It's a system. So like Mary Kondo or different? Different. They're not throwing stuff away. Oh, they're just putting everything in its place. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that they had an episode with Reese Witherspoon and that she was talking about her um, Legally Blonde costumes, but I didn't get past that. It was so cute. They basically, like, took her clothes from her famous movies, like Weekly Blonde and some other things, like, the actual pieces, and put them into a brand new closet and, like, organized the whole thing. That's so cute. It was so cute. I recommend. It's such a nice pastime. Oh. <laughs> so. Okay. That's 
Okay, that's that's one thing we'll add to the to the watch list. I just feel like the episodes like shows like that, I need to sit down and see them to see the before and after. I can't like not and I I'm like always doing something when I'm watching TV. I can't sit down and Me watch too. TV. I can't do it either. I just I was eating and I like saw the beginning and then scrolled to the end. <laughs> like, there we go. That's I good. did that for that show. What was it? It was like it was this um it was a plastic surgery show. It was recently on Netflix, added on Netflix. No. What I'm not was sure it what it was called. I don't know, but one of the doctors was so pretty. But um she was basically they take people who have had like whose bodies are a little they feel they they're not confident about their bodies or their skin or something like that and they do this whole procedure they like ha- they know what they're going to do their skin they know what they're going to do like around their body and then at the end it's this whole makeover transformation thing but I watched the very beginning and I think it was like 2 a.m and I was like I can't stay up a whole hour to watch this episode <laughs> so I I watched the very like beginning when they did the backstory and then they skipped to the end just to see how they looked because they were very it was very graphic I didn't want to see the whole that's interesting usually makeover shows they're not that graphic they usually kind of like tell you the story and then do like a quick of what's going on no that one like like, was it was really graphic you could see them like cutting up and sewing stuff down that wasn't for me (laughs) not for 2 (laughs) a.m Not a two AM episode. Yeah, but the stories were so sad. And one of the girls was from DC, actually. One of the girls that they were doing the makeover on, she was from DC. Apparently, like, it was her story was so sad. Sorry if I'm spoiling anything for anybody. If you're gonna watch it, whatever. (laughs) Um, So the girl was. uh, So her story was that her husband at the time, I think, or her boyfriend, she wanted to leave him. It was her baby daddy. And he came in and shot her and her two kids. And so she had the oh scars God. and everything. And he, I think he didn't realize that he didn't fully kill her, I guess. Because he killed himself in the end. It was like this freak, like, crazy, a- not huge. accident, but incident that happened. And, yeah, that was traumatic. That's so sad. Yeah. Okay, so then the makeover is more for intense like yeah. Situations. Yeah, it was okay. pretty intense because she had some since it was surgery to like save her life, a lot of the stitching mm-hmm. wasn't done correctly and it made her body she made it made her uncomfortable with her body and stuff. So it sounds like interesting though to see what like how far they come and like how much they help the people too though. Yeah. You should find the name. <laughs> I don't that. know what it is. But yeah, I'll definitely find the name. I I think I wouldn't be able to tell you what the name was. It was something surgery, like plastic surgery related, on Netflix. I I'll watch all those annoying shows. Like I watched Selling Sunset Women a week. I watched. Oh, is <laughs> that good? I've heard about it. So it's interesting. It's a lot of like mm. rich white girls to, like having little cat fights over the dumbest thing, like. I'm loyal to you. I don't understand why you're not seeing my loyalty type of stuff. <laughs> and then people get mad. And but it's so funny. It's I love it. <laughs> it's interesting. It's like the whole like the dating shows are kind of fun to watch because it's just so dramatic for no reason. Did you so watch like, Too Hot to Handle? Was that? I didn't just because like that was when I was like you know I don't know if. 
I should really be watching all these shows and like just because the amount of time they take I was like I don't know if I can do it I think that was the very beginning of quarantine no it was towards the end because it was um the blind something oh that was um which one was that one that everybody love love is blind love is blind I watched that and that was good that was funny that was, yeah, I really like that. Like so, Jessica. so legal, oh, not legally blonde. Um, selling sunset is a lot like Jessica selling real estate. <laughs> That's just messy. <laughs> so, Jessica selling real estate mixed with rich girls driving Lambos and dressed in Chanel and Balenciaga and all these fancy brands. I feel like I would watch it just to see what's going on. It's pretty interesting. One of the girls is marrying this guy that has his own private jet. And she's doing great for herself. People don't like her because she starts drama all the time, but she's doing great. (laughs) People gonna hate. People don't hate anyways, so... You do you. (laughs) She can do her boo-boo. Yeah, but I... There's this other girl named Davina. She's my least favorite character she's just so bland and she's always she's always up in people's business and she doesn't see what she does wrong she's just you just have to watch the show she's just so annoying and she's um, she's she's so problematic and she's always i just don't like her she has no personality in my opinion other than starting stuff i don't like her but i can't wait for season four (laughs) There's three, you watched all three seasons in a week? No, I watched all three seasons the weekend that they came out individually. <laughs> okay, okay, I guess that's okay. <laughs> yeah, not, but I'm thinking of rewatching it just to have something playing in the background. That's true. I used to do that for the Friends and then Seventy Show, but now it's not on anything. I know, it makes me so sad that Friends isn't on, but it makes me so happy that 90s fashion like 90s friends fashion is coming back i am so excited for it i love 90s fashion i like keep on looking at everything and i'm like oh my god everything is coming back and i'm so here for it and i I want to buy everything yeah like especially like the comfy jeans and like the shoes and the cute tops like the whole rachel style and monica oh my god i'm so so ready for this i'm so here for it there's so many items that i want to buy right now that i'm just like do I have the money for this? And do I want, do I need this? <laughs> yeah. For me, I'm like, do I really want this? Like, years from now, am I going to be wearing this? Because I feel like we're older now. It's different. But at the same time, like, trends are fun. <laughs> so. I feel like it's not that trendy of a style, though. Like, a lot of the pieces that they use are very timeless. So maybe we could continue using them in the future. That's true. That's true. Right now, what as I long really want to get Yeah. What I really want to get my hands on right now is a pair of straight-length leather pants. <laughs> that's what I want right oh, now. Oh, that sounds cute. That sounds like what the pops, like pop stars back in the '90s, would always wear. Yeah, I've always wanted that one Britney outfit, like in the iconic video. I can't think of it. The red outfit. Oh, the I've the one. Always wanted to wear it like once. The oops! I did it again. No. Yes. yes. I think it's oops, I did it again. Yeah. I've always done it once just because, like, growing up, like, I love, love that song. And I'm just like, just one day, I just want to wear that outfit once. <laughs> just anywhere. It's going to be and like, that. 
what's it called? You know that Kim Kardashian video where she's trying to put on the, the like, what is it called? All that. And she's like, like latex. Latex, that thing. Oh my, it's gonna be just like that. You have to put like, like stuff on to like slip in, but it's worth it. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're gonna be right back. We're gonna take a tiny little break and then we'll get back to you with a little bit more tea or theme tea for the evening or for the day, whenever you're listening. <laughs> we'll be back. Thanks. And we're back after a short little break. Got some water. Refreshed our um, speaking voices. Our vocal cords. Our vocal cords. <laughs> and we're back for the second half of That Chica's Tea. So what are we talking about today, Danny? So, because it's Hispanic Heritage Month, we wanted to talk about, so just the general topic of being Latina and proud, and then we're going to be sharing our specific journeys about it, so how we became very proud of our culture, grown with it, and embraced it as well. So we're going to be explaining what we've been through, as well as asking each other questions about it too. So it's going to be a very interesting topic, a good discussion, and yeah, we're excited. Yeah, we're, um, we have some interview questions for each other. We're also trying not to be super last minute with the questions, but some of them are um, a little more improvised than others. But the main question we had and wanted to just discuss um, was, as, as Danny said, being Latina and proud and how we grew up with this. So, Danny, do you want to get started with how you grew your experience growing up Latina? And yeah, of course. your ethnicity, give the people a background on your ethnicity as well and how that has, um, how that has impacted your, your journey to being Latina and proud. Yeah. Okay. So for me, what my ethnicity is, so I am mixed between, so my dad is from Ohio. My mom's from Bolivia. So my dad is mixed between German and Italian. And my mom, she was from Bolivia, and she came here when she was probably about 17 or so. And so for me growing up, it was very interesting to have the mix of cultures, and I always loved it. Um, A big thing for me is when it came to cultures-wise, like, I love the food, the family, and everything together. Um, For me also, I think it was just a big thing that I was able to have both sides of it, so I could learn tons about my mom's culture and my grandparents or my abuelitos, they were always there. And my tias and my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, I was able to connect with them too and see what the culture is and really grow within that environment. I think the only thing is that for me it was difficult because when you're mixed, people always want you to pick a side or they always try to say, oh, are you this? Are you this? (laughs) And it's kind of awkward to be like, I know I'm not that, but thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, for me, that didn't happen. When I was little, I always took it as something kind of quick. I really didn't think too much of it. But I think, like, as I got older, I started to realize that not everybody really gets asked those questions. So, Mm -hmm. it was an interesting journey for that. But for me, I've always been – I love the mix of cultures. For me, I think it's a really fun background to be able to have both. It's also a fun talking point to see, like, what people (laughs) think, too. (laughs) So, like, it can be really fun. For me, I think a big thing, too, is – more in like college 
when we, so me and Sonia are part of this organization, and I think a couple of them too, where it focused on minorities, empowerment, and so for me, I really love that because it really helped me see that side because I do look more Hispanic, so it helped me to understand why things might be a little bit different compared to other people, and it just helped me really understand how to use that as a good thing and how to be different and how to really embrace that culture and to relate to other people who've been through similar backgrounds too. But yeah, so that's just like a little bit of it. Did you ever feel like you, growing up, that there were times where you felt more aligned with your white side or your Latina side? Or that you, between, you said you had to pick two, between the two, Mm -hmm. were you ever feeling like you had to pick specifically this one to make people happy or specifically the other yeah so that's actually that always happened like my friends would joke about that all the time about me like picking a side for like me doing something for me I think that I drifted a lot more towards Hispanic culture I think the big thing is that my mom's family was such a big part of me growing up and then I also look a lot more Hispanic than I do white so for me I wanted to drift towards the people I look like too. And it was also just the culture was so rich. I think because my mom's, since my mom came over here and everything, the culture was still rich and everything they did. So the food, the dancing and everything, I was really just able to learn everything firsthand. So for me, I just loved it. I just really loved to be saying like that stuff and to love the music. And then the only thing, is I don't know Spanish, and that always makes me so sad. But that's a whole other story. (laughs) That's the only thing I don't like. Working on it. (laughs) Um, Since you don't know Spanish, do you ever feel like people are like, oh, well, then you're not Latina if you don't speak Spanish? Oh, all the time. (laughs) Like, so I'll say something, and it sounds like I know... Like, his, like it, so I understand stuff, but not enough to speak it comfortably. I get, like, embarrassed because of all, like, the way you say things and everything and the proper grammar. So whenever I say something, someone always starts talking to me in Spanish, and then I always get so uncomfortable because I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, so I've gotten that where someone says, like, oh, you're not really Spanish then. And to me, it's just, if you're part of the culture, you're part of the culture, it's yeah. awesome to know the language, too, though. Like, mm-hmm. I really do wish I did. But I don't think that just because you can't speak the language doesn't mean you're part of it. Like, that's very... Yeah, scary. no, I feel that. <laughs> I've definitely gotten all... I get a lot, oh, you have an accent when you speak it, though. So, you're a gringa. And I'm like, y'all. It's y'all so don't realize it. <laughs> you're like, excuse me. Especially because, yeah. like, like, you know both languages so well. So, like... But I get so nervous if, I, if I'm around someone that speaks Spanish really well. I get so nervous that I have to be able to speak it perfectly or I'm going to be judged that I can't speak it. Like around my grandparents, I feel the most comfortable because I know they won't judge me. But other people around my age, if I have to, when they like say something in Spanish, I'm like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> They're like, oh, 
it's like, go ahead, you, we know you know how to speak Spanish, start talking. And it, I feel like that's, like, a very, like, excuse me, if I want to talk in Spanish, like, I'll talk in Spanish. Let <laughs> me do this naturally. Yeah, no, I recently met this girl that I think, I think she's more, she prefers speaking in Spanish than English, and she was like, so we could have been having this whole conversation in Spanish instead, and I was like, um, no, <laughs> like, I would not have had a conversation, if I know you speak English, I will speak to you in English, unless I'm trying to say some shady stuff, then maybe I'll speak in Spanish, but... <laughs> but that's more fun that's different because it's like the judgment is it's not really there because it's just funny (laughs) you're like all right go ahead yeah see that's what I wanted I wanted it to be so like the whole thing was like it got complicated so I wanted to learn Spanish but then um for my mom she started teaching me when I was younger Uh so I was about like I like just growing up to like four so she stopped and she said it was because and my grandma said something like I shouldn't be speaking Spanish around her. And then my, yeah, it was like this whole thing. Your and grandma my mom, on your dad's side? Mm-hmm. Oh. She got mad. I don't know why. I think it's like, but it's different. So my grandma's German. And when she was younger, like they weren't allowed to speak. They weren't allowed to learn German because of everything going on. So okay. then she, when she was younger, like, the kids would, like, get super mad and, like, throw stuff if they'd said anything in German. So I don't know if maybe, like, she, like, felt, like, hurt. So then when I try to, like, when I was speaking Spanish, she was like, no, like, just don't say that here. And then my mom got, like, all offended. And she was like, fine, I'm not teaching you Spanish. Wait, and what kids would throw stuff? Like, kids in your grandma's school or her kid, her own mm-hmm. kids? Oh. No, like, mom, my grandma was little. They just, like, her dad came here from Germany. And so that was when everything was happening, like, the war and everything. So then they wanted to teach them, but they were scared of what happened. Like, kids from school would throw stuff at them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that might she might have just had, like, a memory or something. And so when I was little and started to, I think it's just, like, something with her. She was like, no. But then my mom was like, fine, then. You learn on your own. And I was, like, four. <laughs> so that's so oh my gosh Mm -hmm. I never even thought about it that way when because most of the time I would just think like why do these white people not want us speaking Spanish but it I mean I guess that they have a traumatic experience not Mm -hmm. that all white people have had that traumatic experience some (laughs) are just some racist little hoes out here but like that that explains I guess that explains her perspective or her trauma behind the reasoning yeah, for me, it's, like, from my grandma-wise, it explained it, because she, like, went through it. But if she didn't, like, go through any of that, and, like, yeah. she didn't even know who, like, came over here, I would be, like, Grandma, excuse me. <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah, no, I think yeah. it definitely gives her, it, it, from the grandma side, it just, like, it demonstrates that she was, she just wanted the best for you from her perspective, mm-hmm. what, it, what would be best for you to avoid you getting bullied yeah. or whatever may happen in yeah. school. Yeah. And I think that's what's hard about being mixed is that it's kind of like they don't get it. When you have like a family that's not used to like cultures mixing, it's like everything's new. So you're kind of like you want to keep your cultures, but you also want like the grandkids to have the other cultures. I feel like it's a whole other thing, like new things merge together. So it's beautiful, but it takes time. (laughs) It's not like everything's going to change overnight. (laughs) So since you couldn't speak Spanish around your white grandma did you ever feel like you had to hide your latin culture a bit just to make her a little happier or make her feel a little bit more comfortable so 
for me, it's almost like growing up, I never thought of like culture, like around my grandma. Like it was just, it was like when I went to visit them in Ohio, it was the Ohio side, like that's their culture. Mm-hmm. And then in Maryland, it's more of like the, the Bolivian side and like mm-hmm. that's my culture at home. But for her, I never, I didn't like do as much stuff that was more Hispanic wise. Like I wouldn't be asking for like the food or trying to do all that stuff or I wouldn't listen to the music. But I think it's because I wanted to embrace that side of the culture. So I wanted to see what the stuff my grandma would cook, like the music she would listen to. And then my grandpa's Italian. So I wanted to like learn all of that. So I think Mm -hmm. for me, it was just kind of when I was there, I wanted to embrace the whole thing. Yeah. So it was different. The only thing is that, you know, Ohio. So me being Ohio, (laughs) I was always like, grandma, why are they looking at me? (laughs) Like, why is this so different? Why is everyone so pale, grandma? (laughs) So it was a very different thing growing up. Where I kind of, like, learned fast. I just, I didn't care at the time. It was yeah. just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I get I mean, you've even that. mentioned that, like, your people thought your dad wasn't your dad. And that, like, when you... All the time. Yeah. All the time. Even in elementary school. And gr- I grew up in a diverse area. Mm-hmm. And they were still kind of like, oh, that's not your dad. Like, who is that? Is that your stepdad? And I was just like, it's my dad. Like, you can't see that. He's right here. Like, that and her dad is very forward. So her dad, I bet he corrected them real quick. Oh, real quick. He got mad. And my dad can be scary. So there were times where someone was over and, like, whispered, like, oh, my God, is that your dad? And then my dad would, like, pop his head out and be like, wait. <laughs> yes, I'm her father. They would Excuse say me. that in your house? Mm-hmm. That is so rude. At I least ask it me. once you're, like, a couple miles away. Exactly. I was just like, wow. Because I would tell people, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm mixed. And I don't think they understood until they saw my family. And then they said, oh. <laughs> but, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> That's cute, though. I think I, li- I like it. I like your family dynamic and, like, how your your family's still very Latin, like you call your grandma your abuelita mm-hmm. and she speaks in Spanish to you even though you And you, I just figured out. Yeah, it's nice. figured. and what I and we talked about this too. Like I mm-hmm. love it because my dad just like fully embraced it too. Like mm-hmm. he really loves the family side. He really loves he was never like I don't know what it is, but usually it seems like I don't know if it's like an American thing mm-hmm. or like a white people thing. But usually it seems that they become distant over time with their family. Mm-hmm. That they're close but they're not like as close as like Hispanic families. Yeah. And so my dad I noticed like growing up, like he really wanted to embrace like the family and the togetherness mm-hmm. that like Hispanics have. And I always thought that was so like awesome because it's so cool to like adopt a culture and just like figure out what they do and he wanted to learn and learn to cook and stuff and then he like loves spicy food loves the music and everything so it's really cute yeah I really like it her dad's like really into the whole he embraces like she said he embraces the Spanish the Hispanic side of her and I think it's it's super cute to watch and like looking at his daughters it's cute the only thing is he's so strict oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that's the only thing he really embraced that side then. Yeah, he embraced it. Yeah, because people would be so confused. Yeah, because he would just not let me. Growing up, I was, things were strict. I was not able to do stuff. But I was, became a good person. (laughs) You didn't get into trouble. Yep, yep. Okay, what about your journey? 
Do you have an interesting journey? (laughs) (laughs) So I was actually not born in the United States. I am not a first generation American. I actually didn't realize that until a couple weeks ago when I was like, oh, I'm actually the immigrant (laughs) and then my kids will be first generation depending on whoever my baby daddy is. But uh, (laughs) we don't know if he's up in the air. We haven't met him yet, maybe. Very young. Exactly. Um, So I was actually born in El Salvador. My parents had me when they were in... My mom was a sophomore in college, and my dad was a junior, I believe. And so my mom was turning 21, and my dad was 22 or 23. Um, So my age, so our ages currently... Which I can't imagine because I cannot imagine having... My mom was 21 when she had me, and I can't imagine having a two-year-old now that I'm 23. Like, I can't even manage my dog on my own. I don't know how someone can manage a baby. Mm Mm-mm. I feel that. Yeah. (laughs) No way. (laughs) But, um, so when I was five years old, my family decided that we were going to be moving to the United States. And, um, I came right in time for kindergarten, um... They just wanted to see where my mom was having a couple issues at work and she wanted to see if she could find a different work life uh, within the United States, a different life, and provide a different life for my brother and I. Um, And so we got here when I was five. I didn't know we were moving (laughs) because that was a big mouth and we didn't know I was going to move because I would have definitely spilled some beans that I shouldn't have. Um, and I actually got here just in time for kindergarten. Uh, I started, I remember I didn't go to my first day of school because I said nobody spoke Spanish and I didn't want to stay there. So I cried my way out of it. And, um, but from there I learned English pretty quickly. My mom would sit down and read, um, Arthur books to me. Like, like, yeah. So my mom spoke some English already. So luckily I had her to read to me. And um, that's how I learned English a little quicker and by watching all, like, the Nickelodeon... What was it? What is it called? The baby Nickelodeon ones? Nickelodeon Junior or Nick Jr.? Is it Nick Jr.? Nick Jr. I think it's Mm -hmm. Nick Jr. So I would watch those shows and that's where... And all the PBS Kids shows and that's where I learned English. And then I actually got out of ESOL pretty quick. I think it was within a year I was done with ESOL. I had learned... Yeah, little kids can learn English real quick. But That's then, right. um, so then growing up, I always had to translate to my, like, translate, um, be the translator and always <laughs> be on customer service calls and tell my mom what the people were saying, which was, I think it was pretty cool, I guess, having a nine-year-old or younger <laughs> talking to these grown-ups and telling them what they wanted. Um... Yeah, there was that, and then I think I was always pretty proud of being Latina. I mean, I always listened to the music. I always grew up listening to um, salsa, bachata, and everything, and merengue on the weekends when we were cleaning up, but I think that once I got to, once I got a little bit older, I realized um, more of, like, my status within the country. So at the time, I was undocumented in the country, and I think that made me a little bit ashamed of the culture since it's a very big stereotype that if you're Latino, you're probably an immigrant, 
or like people are like oh so did your parents come here legally or did your parent like are you legal here are you a citizen were you born here and you're just like what <laughs> like where are all these questions coming from and I also had um the little the shot on my left arm you know the shot oh that, I know like, what you're talking about yeah. yeah, the shot that people usually have if they were born outside the country. And some people would know what it was and some people wouldn't. So, like, sometimes if I would wear a sleeveless top, people would be like, you were born here? And it'd be, like, the biggest deal ever. Yeah. Really? And people would call you out. And it, it was always super... I would Sometimes I would lie about it. I remember when I was younger, it would be... I would be like, oh, it's a mosquito bite. Which it doesn't look like a mosquito bite at all. That's none of people's business, though. I think I mean, they would call you out. It's little kids. But I think as I got a little bit older, I began to become a little bit more... Not ashamed, but I guess a little bit embarrassed about being um, Latina. Because I just didn't want to fit that stereotype. And I didn't want my family to fit that stereotype of being immigrants in the country. Um... So, yeah, and then when I, I remember I, I would always keep it quiet, I always kept quiet that, I don't think I really understood my status in the country, but um, I always kept it quiet because you never know how people can affect you or how people can hurt you. Mm-hmm. Evil eye is out there. <laughs> so, unfortunately, unfortunately yeah. some people are out there to cause some harm. So that's what, I always just kept it quiet and I kept it secret because it made me feel... Like, I fit that stereotype too much, so I didn't really like it very much. And um, whenever people would ask me where I was born and stuff, I would just say I was born here because I didn't want any more questions about, oh, so, like, the whole, like, legality question. Like, it's none of people's business, but people would Mm -hmm. ask you. Um, And then when I – I remember when I turned 15 is when I started understanding things a little bit more. When DACA came out, Luckily, I was eligible for it, um, but I, I, it made me realize all of the things that I wouldn't have been eligible for if that wouldn't have come out. For example, it came out right in time for me to get my driver's permit, and if I wouldn't have been able to attain that, the DACA status, or be documented, I think it's called, um, I would not be able to drive, I wouldn't have my license, other things that came up were also having a job when I got when I turned 16 like I wouldn't have been able to get a job because I wouldn't have had a social security number and um during that time I was also still pretty like really really quiet about it I remember some of my friends in my friend group were talking about how they were going to become um they were applying for DACA status and I would always be like, oh, I heard my cousin is doing it too. Like, I would always just, like, hide it. Because it's, it's something you grow up that you're being told, like, no, don't tell people. You never know what people, like, what people's intentions right. are. Just keep it to yourself. Um, so I think that part made me, I always knew I was Latina. I embraced my Rodriguez last name. But it was also something that kept me back from feeling I guess proud of exactly of the culture and where I, exactly where I came from, mm-hmm. um, and then in high school I joined a Latin dance team and I think that helped me out because I learned I realized that I wasn't the only one and that there were a lot of people that were going through similar issues that I was and similar 
backgrounds not being born in the country and how they were dealing with it and I think it made me a little prouder of wow like this is a tangible skill that I'm learning and I can show people my culture and that my culture isn't bad because a lot of the time if you're like uh if you think immigrant you think bad so I knew I was like wow I can show people that this is something that's not bad um yeah, and then going to college, it was a whole other shit show, because I was, I couldn't, DACA was relatively new, so I couldn't apply for FAFSA, I had to go to a community college first before going to a full, a four-year university, and I remember just being so upset, and I was just like, why couldn't I have, why couldn't my parents have just moved here five years prior, and like, I would have been born here, I would have had all these privileges, like, Why? Um, so yeah, but during that time, I also learned to tell my story and realized that it wasn't something that was holding me back. It was something that made me a little bit more, um, it made you unique. It made stronger. me unique and also strong. Yeah, stronger. It made, it taught me perseverance and that there would be obstacles, a little bit more obstacles on my way to getting to what I wanted, but I could also get there if I wanted so that was my journey to becoming a little bit prouder, uh, actually a whole lot prouder of mm. being Latin. And then in college, I just embraced it. And I was like, I'm Latina, I'm here, move. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best time. It was the it's best. It's a beautiful journey, though. Yeah, thank you. But yeah, no, <laughs> in college, I think I fully embraced it. I was like, I know I'm different from these people. Being the only, like, brown-eyed, like, brown-haired girl that do, that has brown skin, too, in, like, those, in those classrooms, it's just... It's very different. It shows, yeah. yeah, because, like you said, you went to a culturally diverse school, so did I, where a lot of people were, I, we had white people, we had Indian people, Chinese, Korean, Japanese, um, people from Latin There's, America. Like yeah, blacks, whites, everything, and then I went to college, and it was like, oh my gosh, it's a lot of white people. Yeah, I didn't know then... I didn't know that as many white people existed. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Especially because in the classrooms, like, it felt like if there was someone Hispanic in the school, you would know who that person is because there's, like, barely. <laughs> there's yeah, many. it was, yeah, you would, like, see them and you, some of them would be cool with, like, talking to you but some of them were a little bit more reserved and you're just like I don't know who to talk to anymore right yeah they're very focused yeah they're either like super like ready to embrace it or some are just like very focused on just getting a degree getting a job yeah or they like have to work while going to school Mm -hmm. as well so they don't really have the time to to chit chat and sit around but I think like you said the women empowerment group that we joined so we joined it together Danny told me about it um (laughs) so I think that also helped with navigating how to embrace your uniqueness by the color of your skin and your culture um Mm -hmm. in the workplace and both and at school as well um it really helped even though we were like one of the few Latinas that were there I think it really helped to connect to the experience of being a minority in America (laughs) I think it helps to see different perspectives from other minorities, too. Just yeah. to see that it's not just, like, us going through it. There's a lot of people going through it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people going through it, and people are experiencing it, experiencing it in different ways, too. Yeah. 
Right. Which was super helpful to see and just learn from. Yeah, I love it. Wait, I have a few questions. Yeah. And so one of my questions is, so while you were going through your whole journey about being proud and, like, the stuff that you were sharing or not, do you think, does your family know that all of that was going on in your head during this time? Did you talk to your family about that or no? Um, no, not really, because it wasn't something that you could, I could just be like, I don't like being this way, or I, it, because in my, it was going on in my head, but I didn't really want to explain to them that, I, I didn't want to seem ungrateful, like, my parents had made this whole shift to come to the, a whole new country for me and my siblings, I didn't want to seem like I was ungrateful for the opportunity that they had given me, but they did know that I was having a really hard time with navigating the whole culture and navigating the navigating navigating the whole DACA status and the legal status that I was in, they knew I was having a pretty difficult time with it. Right. Wait, so then for you, would you share anything? So advice to people who are maybe going through that or something that to help like persevering and thinking of the positives? so that they can get to a good outcome too. Yeah, I think definitely um, there's people, a lot of people are in the same plate as you are. A lot of people keep it quiet because you just don't know how people are going to react to it. Like at work, it's not something I openly share. It's not something I will tell anybody just because I don't know what people will think, especially in the environment that I'm in. But there are people going through the same things you are. There are organizations that you can connect to and meet people, meet leaders. Um, I think, like I said, getting into the Latin dance group is what really helped me start that journey because they they understood what I was going through. There's people that understand what you're going through and you're not alone. You just have to find your right community to help you out. okay let's have something fun for it too what has been maybe your proudest moment of being Latina where you're just like I made it like this is awesome um I think my proudest moment of being Latina was graduation I have to say it was the first so I went to um I went to a community college first and then I went transferred over to a um four-year school so Danny and I did the same thing we met we actually met in community college and I think it was a pretty proud moment even though I didn't feel like it in the moment but in hindsight it was a pretty proud moment um that I was the first college graduate within my immediate family like my parents (laughs) Um, and I had a, I had a full time job set aside for myself. I had a pretty nice big girl income coming in and prepared for me. Um, and I think it was a pretty proud moment that yes, I like, I did this and my siblings can look at this and know that they can do it too if they want to, um, without as many obstacles as I went through but they can do it and they can do it a hundred times better than I can. And, um, I have a lot of younger cousins, so I think it was pretty proud to just show them that they can do it too. Um, they don't have to fall into the statistic of 
you're gonna be pregnant by 16 or because I heard that I heard that growing up like mm-hmm. she's just gonna that. be pregnant and go off with her boyfriend so yeah. um I think that was my proudest moment like at those people that said that while I was growing up like yeah fuck you I graduated <laughs> no baby and not that it's no even baby. bad for the girls that have like a baby during that time like during their time it's mm-hmm. just us it wasn't wasn't me and it wasn't something that it was something that I felt people saying to me was oppressive rather than like and it it gave it actually pushed me to go for things a little bit more than I always thought in the back of my mind I'm not gonna be that pregnant girl like I get that yeah I don't understand because because I got that stereotype sometimes too and like sometimes like people make jokes but it's still an annoying stereotype. Like, that's not really something you should be saying. Right? <laughs> yeah. What would you say but your proudest moment is? A nine? Let me see. I don't know. So there's been, like, a lot of things. Because I think my journey is definitely different from yours. So it's not, like, hard with that stuff. Um, I think for me it was more of trying to figure out like the next steps. So my mom, she did go to college and she went and got her master's and she had me when she got her master's, like in like my siblings too. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was just always like education is always a huge thing. So Mm -hmm. I would always like be best in my butt. And then graduating was a very proud moment. That was like really nice. And it was just nice to finally be like all of that hard work, all of that time and the community college, all that work, and I was doing a lot, too, so it was just really nice to just be like, okay, check, like, we got that, like, let's keep going, and so it kind of sparked, because I graduated during COVID, during the (laughs) whole quarantine, so I didn't get the full experience that I wanted for Mm -hmm. that, but it was still a really, I didn't really feel the moment until I think it was the day of, Mm-hmm. And then seeing how excited my family was mm-hmm. virtually, and then my family here, it was just really nice because my dad went to tech school, but he was always been like everyone in my family is like super hard workers, like always from the get go, and so it just felt really good to be able to just say like, yeah, like I did it, that's my part, and like for me, I just want to make sure. It was just kind of like a moment where I was just like I just want to keep going, like keep trying my hardest, keep getting more educated, doing everything. So it continues to have, like, that path for my siblings, for my cousins, because I'm one of the older ones, too. Yeah. So it's just, it's nice to just see all these doors open up for you. Yeah. I think that's always, like, a really great moment. It is. It is. But it's a thing, I, I, you know, I emotionally shut down when things get, like, super, like, I mean, super, things are supposed to, the way I should react, no, people normally react, I do not react that way, and I'll normally, like, <laughs> shut down, so, like, that day, I was like, yeah, this is nice, like, the day of graduation, but I didn't feel it until, until my graduation party, then I was like, yeah, let's yes. party with the it tequila so and everything. Fun. Yeah, her graduation party was so fun, and then the speeches that, like, her aunt had and everything, oh my god, I was, like, tearing up, I was just like, wow, this is just such a good moment. And they had mariachis, so that was the one thing I wanted, mariachis at my party. I was so sad, I missed it. I oh yeah, so I forgot that you came yeah. later. Yeah, no, I wanted mariachis at my party, and I got them. 
That's just something so you. It's just my dream. My dream. I, wo- I like, grew up watching this movie called A Walk in the Clouds, and this guy serenades the girl with mariachis in the middle of the night, and that is my dream. If a man will serenade me with mariachis, he can have me. I don't care. Like, just kidding. Don't, don't, not every single man, but, like... <laughs> The right man. If the right man serenades me with mariachis. That is so precious. I know he's the one. <laughs> Like I just knew it. Once he, once the mariachi came in, I was like, I knew it. <laughs> I knew, I knew he was the one. Oh my god, that's the dream. I would never tell a guy that them. They have to figure it out themselves. Oh okay, yeah, okay. I'll drop hints. I'll be like, I've always wanted this. <laughs> yeah. So hints. If a girl's dropping hints, she'll never tell you exactly what she wants, but she'll drop hints. Like, little hints everywhere. And yeah. then you have to, like, put them together. <laughs> there you go. I think I'm going to play the movie for future him and just just be like, oh, my God, I love that part. That's my favorite part. <laughs> <That's> so romantic. <laughs> okay. So, we can go on forever. I just realized we've been talking for about 40 minutes now. Oh, goodness. <laughs> We were aiming for 20 minutes, but we've been talking for about 40 minutes. So we did have some quick other questions to talk about. So let's do it like short fire, fire, what are they called? Fire 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 rounds. rounds. All right. Question is, how do you define family? One word, because it's a fire round. Uh, United. Mine would be, uh, uh, mm, I'm trying to think of a word, wow. See, that's just hard. It is hard, and I'm the one asking the question. Uh, One word is hard, I would say three words. Okay, do three (laughs) words, three words and I'll think of my three. Okay, okay. Um, Okay, so United, I would say is that. Um, acceptance. Ooh. Acceptance would be a huge one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm trying to think of something. Or like, no matter what, they'll always be there. Loyal. 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 <laughs> loyal. <laughs> yeah. Loyal. <laughs> um, I would say mine are yes. Loyal is definitely one of them. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, you said united. I was, I was like, I was coming over here like united. Thinking too much words. Um, what would my word be? Nurturing. Oh, that's a good one. And I would say inspiring. My parents really inspire me, so I would say inspiring. Aww, that's so beautiful. <laughs> Okay. Okay, I like that one a lot. <laughs> Are you doing the next fire round question? Should we do yeah, five? Yeah. Okay, number one. Number two. Which one's number two? Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, I feel like that one's. Like... Maybe you should do one because the ones that I have, I have like pieces of questions. Okay. I have... And you took my the family one. <laughs> I know that was your question. <laughs> it was just the first one I saw. Okay, so one. Other one is, how has your culture inspired your style? I love this one. So, oh man, I could go on a full rant on this. Okay, we could do it. Whatever. People should listen to us anyway, so. Okay, we, we could do like a quick, like, 
like a minute each. Okay. Okay. Go. <laughs> okay. So for me, a huge thing is the, so Latinas usually have curves and I was always like iffy about the curves and everything. And like, oh, I was more know that. Was like, yeah, I was like growing up. I was like, I always wore sweaters, like bigger clothes. Like I was like not comfortable that I had curves. Yeah, Until... I did not even know that. This is longer than a minute. Keep going. Yeah, so like my bad. <laughs> like, yeah, so it was a huge thing. Like it was really hard. It's because like I was always embarrassed. Like growing up, someone like a little girl would say something about it, and like I always took it as like a job or something. So then I always try to hide it until like high school and then especially college I was just like nah like it's nice to have curves like it's fun and so ever since then I just love the style the color embracing it and like the jewelry and the hairstyles like oh my gosh love it like J-Lo Eva Mendez and then like Sama Hayek Hayek. (laughs) so for me it's just like a bunch of different like inspiration from all these different people just embracing the curves and just like having clothes that flow and they look so good and the colors pop just love it all I did not know I would never y'all if you see how Danny dresses she is always like let me show off this part let me show off this part not that she like dresses like skanky or anything it's just like everything is very well uh what would it say defined uh, yeah, every, like well, everything is very well fitted and accentuated so I mm-hmm. would never imagine that learn something every day <laughs> so I had the complete opposite I was flat chested had no butt and so up till until what I got to like college that's when I grew up into my woman body so I yeah, I don't know. When I got to college, I gained that weight and it all went down there. But, um, <laughs> no, but growing up, I was the complete opposite. I was always trying to look like I had something. I would, I always wore, like, tight clothes and stuff just because I was relatively skinny. And I remember my, one of my older cousins was super into, um, Abercrombie and, uh, oh, yeah. Aeropostale and Hollister and all that stuff. And I kind of liked how she dressed so I would wear all that like logo stuff. Anyways, regardless, mm-hmm. we didn't find our style till like junior senior year of high school, and then we started. Dre- I started dressing up a lot more, and but growing up, I always uh, would get a new outfit for every single event that I went to. So, oh my gosh, you still do this. <laughs> I know. So that is how my culture has defined my style because my mom said I could never go anywhere looking like I did not have a mom and like I was not her child. So you gotta she, dress up. you got to dress up. She always said you had to dress up and that you had to look good wherever you went because you never knew what you were going to, where you're going to be and always wear your good underwear when you leave because you could die and you don't want people seeing your nasty little underwear. <laughs> yeah that's what she told me she was like just remind you don't want people you don't want to like die or something and go to the hospital and then people oh, like have to see it not that i don't think people are looking at your underwear but... <laughs> like, <damn. laughs> but that's that means dress nice head to toe always mm-hmm. And you just feel so much better, like, when yeah. you're dressed up, going places. Oh, yeah. So nice. I think it's definitely, de- 
the culture has defined my style because I used to look at my mom when she would go to work in El Salvador and she was always dressed to the nines in like this cute suit. It always matched and everything. And I was always like, oh my God, I want to dress like her when I'm older. So that's my reason for wanting to do like a corporate job till I realized people in corporate America don't know what business casual means (laughs) and look like, I don't know where they're going. Like, their business, like, whenever it comes to, like, casual Fridays, everyone's like, let's wear jeans, and they wear, like, something that's not cute yeah. at all, and you're or like, flats. Wow. I am so yeah, against flats. I can't flats. stand flats. I'm so... Uh-uh. Flats and wedges. <laughs> wedges? Do not come at me with wedges. If you're going to... I don't care. I don't, I don't even approve of them at a park. Someone mentioned that to me this weekend because I'm going to a wedding, and I was like, I need to get uh, heel protectors because I don't want my heels to sink into the ground. Why don't you just wear wedges? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) Heels are just, they stay a different, it's just a different vibe. It's just so much better. Yeah, no offense to anybody that wears wedges, but I just think you shouldn't. (laughs) Fashion advice from Sonia. (laughs) It goes up with heels. It does. As long as you know how to walk in them, you just learn. Yeah, practice. <laughs> practice at home. Practice makes perfect. We're quarantined. Mm-hmm. Practice. Okay. Practice. Do you have one last question? Uh, we have five minutes. Oh, uh, do you want to do the last question about the dream? Ooh, let's do that. Okay, so the best piece of advice for all Hispanic, Hispanic women and men out there trying to go after their dreams. That was so cute. So if you follow us on Instagram, you know that this week our person was Selena. And one of her quotes was talking about how you should always follow your dreams and never give up on them. Um, So I think that the best advice is to know that, like she said, anything that is seems impossible is possible. And you could definitely get it done. Like there's nothing stopping you. Um, not even what your family thinks, even though I know Latino families can be very judgmental or have different ideas, just go for it, um, or do it secretly like I do and then just tell them when you're successful. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) I would say that hard work pays off. Mm -hmm. If you really want something, if you're going to put energy, it's going to pay off. So if you want to dream, you really should make sure you change your habits. Make sure you're doing all those things that you can achieve your dream. And don't, even when you get discouraged, like there's always ways, there's always people around you to help you. And there's always something or someone who can help lift you up. And then just what you're doing too, it's just at the end of the day, you're going to be so proud of how far you've got because you took that first step. Yeah. Always just start. Always just start. Just take that leap of faith. Yes, just do it. We could talk. On, we could talk forever, but we, really we did want to close with one cute quote that we found from this company that is so cute. It's called Viva La Bonita. It's a athleisure brand. Also, um, oh, I need to find their quote now. Okay, we can continue talking while I find their quote real quick. But do you know what? I think I remember it. It was. Um, pretty brown eyes and a mind full of thoughts. Yes, it was. It was. And we think that fits perfectly with our topic tonight. Or 
this morning, depending on when you're listening. Whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Whenever you're listening to this. But yeah, go out there, our chicas and chicos, with your pretty brown eyes or whatever color eyes you are, because Latinos come in all different shapes and colors. And sure. let people know your mindful thoughts and how great and amazing you are. Go chase those dreams, everybody. Yep. And thank you for joining us for another episode of That Chica's Tea. Remember to leave a review. We're going to be on Spotify within 24 hours, so we'll put out um, something on Instagram. And just leave a review, because that's nice. Support your local Latinas, Danny and Sonia. Yep. Tune in next time, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.